the benefits to a, a, a service provider is it should shorten your sales cycle, right? Cause like now you're saying, Hey, this is what we sell. Like, do you want it or not? No. Okay, cool. Next person. Like it should make the sell the sales process a lot easier and shorter. Um, often you don't even need, you know, the proposal process, like, Hey, let's have a discovery call to figure out what it is you need because they're coming. They should be coming to you for the solution that you've communicated that you have. You're listening to the catching clients podcast where the smartest minds from the world of professional services and marketing come and share the strategies that they use to consistently attract and catch their ideal big fish clients. So you can learn to do the same. So grab your gear and join me, Adam King, the captain at Think Like a Fish and creator of the client catching ecosystem. And let's go fishing. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Client Catching Podcast. Before I introduce today's guest, I wanted to give you the heads up that this is a, this conversation is it's really an example of what happens when two business owners get together and start talking about not just business ideas and strategies for growth, but also the internal struggles that we all face as we strive to reach peak performance in, in all areas of our lives. So as there were so many awesome subjects covered with my guest today, plus some real talk and a little geeking out on a few things, what I've done is I've split this conversation into into two episodes. So this is part one, and I've got a feeling this and part two are going to be something you want to listen to a few times as I'm talking to someone who is truly one of the world's leading experts when it comes to growing a client business. And it's why I'm thrilled to be joined by uh, Greg Hickman on today's show. Now, Greg is the founder and CEO of Systemly, one of the world's top coaching companies for service providers looking to grow and scale and as well as helping hundreds of service business improve their internal processes gain back their time in their day and scale their businesses he's also worked with some very well-known entrepreneurs including chris ducker and john lee dunas and that's just a name drop a few on his behalf yet it's his belief around service that i think makes greg different and it's how these beliefs shake the way he and his team help to literally transform his clients businesses Now, to quote Greg, he believes that service is about helping or doing for others, simply enabling growth for one another. But after experiencing firsthand, both for himself and his clients, uh, you know that that as business owners, we often forget to put our masks on first before helping others. And, And that's why today he focuses on helping his clients reshape their business into one that isn't totally reliant on the owner to work every waking hour using what he calls a productized model. Using this model, Greg helps his clients systemize both the client attraction and the delivery of their service so you can run your business in a sustainable way without burning out. And let's be honest, who doesn't want that? Now, I could I could probably fill an entire episode just with Greg's introduction as not only do I have uh, great respect for what he does, I've also had the benefit of having him as a mentor. But rather than you know, me banging on about him, uh, let's hear from the man himself. So Greg Hickman, welcome to the Client Catching Podcast. Thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. And uh, yeah, I, I, I've given that as, a, as an introduction um, and, and that's my, my perspective. So why don't you take a couple of minutes just to you know, fill in some of the gaps I may have missed out there? Oh, man. I mean, yours was pretty great. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think, you know, you, you touched on a lot of the key things. I think, I just think there's a huge opportunity for people that, come from 
you know, a service background. And when I say service, you know, typically, you know, the people that are in the trenches doing the, the done for you work, the agency owner, the freelancer, who's, you know, maybe behind the scenes of the big name within a company, or maybe they are just the agency behind a lot of the successful campaigns that, you know, a brand or business has been able to achieve. And, you know, I, 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 it's difficult to find those types of people that are like truly fulfilled, enjoying their life when they're stuck in that position of like constantly serving like their clients. And often when they are that type of agency or service provider, they're serving just too many types of clients and like the, the variety and the variables that are a part of that you know, inherently make them not scalable themselves. And in many ways it feels like they have a job. And like, I say all that because that was me, uh, you know, having some of the great name clients that I can, you know, I'm blessed to call friends that like still felt like I was really in their business and might as well have been an employee. Heck, I probably would have been paid better <laughs> if I was an employee in some of those instances and it was just, it got to the point where it's like, this isn't what I wanted. And I just like, I'm out to serve the other people that are like that. It's like, okay, like, yes, I want to, I want to help people, but not at the expense of like my own life mm -hmm. and my own, like my own time and, and being able to spend with my own family where it's like waking up, just expecting a fire drill every single morning and like not being excited about what you do when like that was what you were super pumped about when you got started, you know? Um, so, uh, you know, the people that do service, I, again, I have, I have a special love for them because they are capable of doing the work. Right. Um, and you know, you, I, I always talk about, you know, there's this, I think it's already happened, but, there's an opportunity for, you know, the person who's doing all the done for you work and, you know, they want something that's more quote unquote passive or when I think they, when I, when they say passive, I think something that's just more controlled, predictable. Um, and, you know, a lot of people talk about the course business, like, Hey, go sell courses or just sell information. And, I think for many service providers, it's like they're so burnt out doing the done for you, the custom work, the proposals, like the back and forth of just inherently what you have to do as a service provider to get new clients. It's exhausting and like it's very appealing to go to this course route. And what I see happen a lot and is what, what we were guilty of is going to that course route, charging, you know, low cost. But because we hadn't done anything in the middle, we like were giving it all away. And so we weren't even profitable on this now passive type revenue. So I think there's this happy middle right now in, in a world where information is at our fingertips, but implementation is really, is really what's needed for people to get the transformation or the results that they want. And so like who better to transform themselves from this done for you, like knowing how to do the work for them to showing them how to get it done providing that and enabling that in their clients where it's like a win-win for everybody. Like I just seems like the service provider, the agency, that person is like poised for like really dominating like the marketplace right now because they have the capability to do both, you know? Cause like think about, think about your experience, right, Adam? Like, and anyone that's listening, like 
most people that come to you in the beginning, they're hiring you for your expertise, right? Like, yes, a part of that is you hands to keyboard doing the work, but like, you know, something that they don't, you have experience doing something that they don't and they want what the experience that you have applied to their business. Right. Mm. And I think there's always this like, yeah, you, you get hired for your knowledge and your experience, but then somewhere along the lines, once you've transferred the knowledge, they just look at, start to look at you as labor. Right. Mm. And if you're not priced, pricing yourself accordingly uh, and you know, you don't structure your business correctly. I think it's very easy to get taken advantage of where you can only serve a handful of clients and then you can't make the amount of money that you want to make as, as the business owner. So it's like, go back to the fact that they hired you for your expertise. Let's package that up and let's help them implement. And you kind of have this like happy middle of like something that you can scale yourself um, and something that doesn't sacrifice client results. So that was a little bit of a tangent, but like, I just think that the service provider is like set up for success right now in, in how things are working. So is, so this is, the, this is a sort of a, an example of the productized model that you talk about and that is yeah. packaging your expertise into um, a way of delivering that, you know, it, you can handle more clients than, you know, you might do if you were just doing as you, I like the term hand to keyboard, by the way, yeah. uh, that is, that is so, um, you know, so on point. And it, it does this model, it gives an, a, an alternative to what a lot of people may consider is the only, you know, maybe only really two options that they, they have to scale. And that is, uh, you know, one hire a team, um, yeah. and all of the, um, the, you know, the struggles and the headaches that come with that. Um, or second is that they actually don't scale at all that they, they stay at a level where they can handle the work that they've got, but that's about as far as they go. And they've reached, as you referred to earlier, you, you, you've kind of become an employee of not just one boss, but multiple. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, maybe let's clarify like what productized means. Cause I think there are, there are varying definitions simply to me productized is, uh, like typically it's, the word productized is followed by the word service or consulting, right? Like there's productized services, there's productized consulting. And it's basically, I think, selling and delivering your service like a product, right? So like think of a software company, right? Like software as a service, like, like people are buying a, an end result, a better way of project management or whatever, right? Like you're buying some outcome that this tool is going to help you achieve. And when a service provider does that, typically they go from, Hey, Mr. Or Mrs. Client, what do you need? I'll put together a unique proposal for you to, Hey, Mr. Or Mrs. Ideal Client, I know exactly what problem you have and I have the solution to it right here here's how it works. This is the cost. It's a fixed price, fixed time frame, fixed deliverable. You know, all of those things are fixed. Like it's, it's like selling a notebook, right? Like mm. this is already made, like your solution to their problem should already be made. And you just go sell notebooks to, you know, to the people that need notebooks. Right. Yeah. And whatever your, so your service needs to sell some sort of an outcome. Um, now 
get and then delivering that, like think about how do you deliver that in a more turnkey way? Like by no means when I say productize, do I want anyone to think like I'm like anti-team because I am like pro team. I just, I want the right team. Like there, there can be a core team that delivers what you, what you deliver, right? Like I think the challenge with a lot of agencies that do a lot of different things, they always have to have this like stable of talent that is typically really expensive, like ready to go and or you're kind of like playing the matchmaker game of, oh, I got this thing. Now I need to go find the person that can do this. And like, I know three or four people, oh, but they're busy. So now I got to go find somebody else. And it usually it ends up meaning that there's little margin left over for you. And so like getting that client is like not even helping you grow right? Like, because you're farming everything out. We have a client, Tim, that was like that, like million dollar a year revenue business, but like nothing really to show for it because he has a lot of really expensive talent that helps him deliver it that have this wide range of experience, but he has to, his offering is so broad that he needs more experts, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas like now he has an offering that's like very specific that he is the expert in and he doesn't need any of those people and he's keeping more of the money that he's generating, right? So um, I think it's more about like, how do you sell and deliver what it is you do for your clients more like a product, which the benefits to a, a, a service provider is it should shorten your sales cycle, right? Cause like now you're saying, hey, this is what we sell. Like, do you want it or not? No? Okay, cool. Next person. Like, it should make the sell, the sales process a lot easier and shorter. Um, often, you don't even need, you know, the proposal process. Like, hey, let's have a discovery call to figure out what it is you need because they're com- they should be coming to you for the solution that you've communicated that you have, right? And so, like, traditional agencies are often stuck because their product or service is really just the word yes. Like, Hey, well, what, like we work with this type of business. Well, what is it that you need? Let us go put together. Like we have these 10 services, but you only need three of them. So here's a proposal for the three of the 10. And like that process in and of itself of going back and forth is, is where a lot of the money is actually lost, right? A lot of the profit is lost and your, and your time and your energy. And then if you don't get the client, well then all of that time is wasted. So, um, so it yeah, I, like it's very much along the lines of actually what you're doing is you're thinking of what is a big problem that somebody has, like my ideal client that may have. Yeah. You're actually saying, I solve this. Exactly. This is how I solve it. Do you want it? Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, and it's, I think the key thing you said there is the problem, right? Like, um, Hey, it's Adam here with a quick interlude, just to say that I really hope you're enjoying this episode of the Client Catching Podcast. And if you are, great. I'd really appreciate a five-star review and just a comment on where you're listening from and what you're getting out of the podcast. Now, you could drop that over on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to your podcast today. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can get all the updates as they come out. And if you want to engage with other business owners that are enjoying this podcast, then you can join the Catching Clients private community. It's our private Facebook group where smart business owners learn how to get more predictability, more profit and more leverage. So head over to facebook.com slash group slash catching clients and join today. And lastly, if you want to see how you can build your own client catching ecosystem, then you can watch my new free on-demand masterclass training 
called Less Selling More Clients. Um, you can do that if you go to thinklikeafish.co slash pc dash less dash selling. You'll get the roadmap to systemizing and scaling your firm that will increase your influence, uh, consistently get you in front of ideal prospects, automatically follow up with your leads while growing your network and pipeline so you can add four to 12 of the right clients each month. And that's all without spending a penny on advertising or adding more hours to your week. So again, I really hope you're enjoying the, uh, the, the content here today. I'd love to see you in our community and I can't wait to help you catch more clients. So now back to the show. I think a lot of traditional, you know, people that are probably listening to this, uh, you know, are trying to solve all the problems for their clients, right? And you can't, you can't be the person that solves all of the problems. Um, now, if your goal is to have a massive agency and have like hundreds of employees, like I literally always think of when we have, like I have this conversation of, I watched an interview with Gary Vaynerchuk, who like, obviously a lot of people know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, multiple time best-selling author, but has this thousand plus person agency that works with huge, huge brands, right? Like contracts are, you know, probably low, at least low six figures, like at the lowest, probably way higher. Um, uh, and so like he basically, is, he said that he's like, I'm not growing this agency. Like it said something along the line, don't quote me on this, but he's like, the way I interpret it was he's not growing this agency to be like his moneymaker. Like he, he wants his finger on the pulse. So he wants the largest agency that is working with all of the, all of the big brands so he can see what they're about to do and he can also influence what they're going to do. Thus, he has ultimate control over the marketplace. Like that's why he has such a large company. He even says, we like every X clients, we need X new employees. And he's like, it's a headache. He's like, margins are like, whether we're doing X dollars up here or X dollars down here, like our margin is still the same, mm. you know? And so you bring that down to a smaller business. Like, would you rather have a $10 million a year business that has a lot more headaches, you know, a lot of people to manage a lot, you know, all that stuff or keep the exact same amount of money and have eliminate all of the headaches and all that stuff and make a million or 2 million. Like, again, those are arbitrary numbers, but like the, you know, the, if the margin is the same, why add all the, like there's gotta be a reason for you to add more of the headaches and the hassle and the people that you have to manage and the payroll. Again, I'm still pro team, but like if you want to have that big of an agency, I think you're typically trying to play a different game for different reasons than many of the people probably listening to this podcast and, or at least the people that we, I typically speak with. Right. And so it's a trend, isn't it? That's going on across so many industries not just necessarily services and it's it's kind of like there isn't a, there's there's a need for a team there's a need for people still yeah 100 percent. you know things like you know uber's the biggest car company in the world but it doesn't own a single car exactly airbnb is the biggest yeah. you know hotel business in the world but right. they don't own a single you know hotel the size of the people that work for those businesses is much smaller than say a you know a hilton or you know, uh, any, right. any other sort of comparable businesses, because what they've got is they've got something that solves a single big problem and they have put a system around actually how they deliver it and actually provide the people with what they want. And that's what I sort of wanted to come on to is ask you around, right. how do you, 
how do you systemize some of the things that are to do with a service? Because, you know, in, in terms of, you know, marketing automation, all that kind of thing, that's kind of something that's kind of known, but it's on the delivery side of it. Um, could, could any service provider um, systemize um, or is it a specific type? For example, if you've got a very technical skill, like you're a, a tax accountant or you're a, uh, a lawyer or something like that is that something that would fit this model or is it more suited to a, a specific type yeah so i think there's it's a great question and i think there's there's kind of two delivery common delivery styles when i think of productized right like there's the productized service or there's productized like i say consulting right consulting is the one that like a lot of our clients lead to where it's like they're packaging up their expertise into some sort of curriculum or program, online course, if you will, uh, that is a supplement to implementation, right? So like for us, we have a, a program called Foundations, right? And you're there to deliver and build a specific thing. Like the outcome is very specific. There's varying trainings and stuff that we provide you, frameworks that we walk you through to go through that process. Um, but then you have support of myself and the team on some of the technical implementation, you know, the customization to you and your business. So like there's, it's part delivered by people and part, you know, through online training, which is just my intellectual property that has been packaged up and made available to watch on demand. Right. And so like there's that, which I think often what I've found is, yeah, there probably are some like tax people and accountants that can do that. Right. Um, what I typically find is like they fall more into the productized service bucket, which is how do you just deliver the thing you do? Like a, like you put your, like put it onto a conveyor belt and it moves through the stages. And an example that I always give uh, of this uh, that isn't in the tax world, but like um, one of my mentors, Brad Martin now from Six Division, like is kind of where I saw the first early stages of someone doing this at like a, a big level. Like you have the design pickles, right? Like that's a productized service, 350 bucks a month or whatever, and unlimited graphic design. And like, so you submit a request, you get your design back, submit a request, you get your design back. His team on the backside has a process to receive those requests, design them and send them back. Like that's a productized service. So like a, someone doing taxes could, you know, re like receive the documentation that you need. Like, I mean, my accountant just said, Hey, I need all of these files. Give them to me. I gave them all the files. And then boom, he's like, here's your tax return. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know necessarily what he's doing over there. There's people over there. They have a process, right? Typically where service businesses kind of fall apart is that it's the process is too unique every time and or they're not doing, uh, it's too unique every time. Thus they're not like finding efficiencies and having the right people do the same pieces of the puzzle, right? Like someone organizes all the forms, then they hand them off to the next person. And that person does something different Then they complete the next step, you know, whereas like a lot of agency style work is like a lot of people doing a lot of different things. And it's like, Oh, I got to figure out where it goes next. It's not like a production line. Mm. Um, but six division, what they did was, Hey, like we still do custom work, but we can do it in two days and you got to come to us. So when you join, you're going to go through a, a small online training that, 
kind of basically teaches them how they work and sets them up for success for when they show up in their office for two days. Yeah. And then there's, you know, over the two days, they get as much done as they can. And like, it's very customized, but they also have a lot of systems in the back end that make their lives easier to, to like move faster, right? Because they've built things tons and tons of times or repurposing stuff. So like someone shows up to their office for two days, that in and of itself, like it's a systematic process. Someone gives us money, they watch a couple videos, they get on a call with our team, we figure out exactly the game plan for when they show up, they show up and we execute for two days, they leave, 30 days later we check in. Like rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Now what's happening in those two days is probably unique for a lot of different businesses. Now that is more scalable than doing that kind of the way that you, know, you or I had started our businesses, right? But it's also not as scalable as if they just packaged up all of that training and made it like an online course, right? So, like, it's one one huge step in the right direction of scalability and, syst- and systemization, but it's still 100% delivered by people, very manual, there's calls that need to happen, and so, and it can still be custom. So, like, I look at that as an example of, like, productized service or design pickles, like a productized service, like, at scale. I mean, product the design pickle is almost a $10 million a year business, right? Like and they'll, they'll break 10 this year mm-hmm. and they were three, like three or four year, the four year anniversary. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, there's 400 plus employees or something like that around there. Right. So that's all big people driven business, yeah. but they have a, but they do the same thing every time. So I think the key part is whether you're a tax person, a finance, uh, you know, accountant or whatever, whatever you are, the key thing is, there's two, I think two key things. One is uh, like get really specific on your avatar. Like who is the client that you serve, right? Like if you're sitting there saying, well, I serve small business owners, like that's vague. Uh, Even if you say I serve chiropractors, accountants, pet stores, like that's too, that's too, too much variety, right? Like unless they all have the exact same problem and you would execute the exact same every single time, which you wouldn't, if you had those three, like you're, you're diluted, right? It's like the chasing the three rabbits and catching none. So a key part of being able to productize is just to like only work with one type of person that has one type of problem. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the second piece of that is to just narrow down your deliverables. Right. So, you know, the agency who does Facebook ads, branding, storytelling, funnels, you know, social media marketing management, like that's too much stuff. Mm. Now, if they started with one of those likely and scaled one at a time, that's definitely plausible, right? Like it's, it's possible. Um, but most small agency owners, freelancers, that's not the case, right? Like they're like, Oh, well, I can do that too. Well, I can do that too because they don't want to lose the revenue from that existing client, which in the beginning is smart, but is also like the death to you. <laughs> it's almost so, like somebody has to almost ask themselves a question, right? If I'm my perfect client, what yeah. do I care about most? Do I care about deliverables or do I care about getting the result? And I pretty much guarantee every time, if you're the client, you're going to say, I care about the result. 100%. So as the service provider, you should be asking yourself the question, 
what is the most efficient way and fastest way to get my client the result that they're after or solve the problem that they're, they're reaching out to me to try and solve. Exactly. And then what are the steps that go into actually solving that? Exactly. And then that's what you may well build your system around or your deliverable or your productized service or productized consulting, whatever it is that you end up doing. And, and maybe that's something I know, you know, it's not something I'd ever thought about, um, you know, before, uh, before we first connected, because right. you just sort of go, well, I can do anything and I'll do it for anyone. And you just end up crazy sometimes. Yeah. Like and, and, and I think here's, here's something interesting too, is cause we get a lot of people that are like, they'll hear this conversation. They'll be like, I want to do that. Right. Like they're like, I get it. I'm bought in on this concept, but they don't know what to narrow down on. And the reality is in order to be successful productizing, you have to have enough experience in serving a particular type of person frequently enough to know what the real problem is and to have probably to probably have the solution somewhere in your backpack, but you just didn't really document it yet. Right. Because a key part about productization is like, like you said, the efficient, the most fastest way to get them to the result. Well, if you've been working with this type of person solving a variety of problems, but you've noticed that the one problem you solve the most is X right? Like you've probably gotten good at doing X and you've probably found that there are certain things that you originally were doing to get them to X that aren't needed anymore. Like you realized like the efficiencies and like what to do and what not to do to get them to that result. Like that's a key, key process that needs to happen for someone to productize. Like, yeah, I can come in and say like, like Russ Perry from, from design pickle. I just, I just was with him. So I know, I know kind of his story, but like he had been a graphic designer. He had a design agency for years before design pickle existed. He wasn't just like out of nowhere, you know, what's needed unlimited graphic design service. Like that's not how it worked. Like he had been in the trenches, feeling the pain, seeing what types of requests he got the most of, right? When we were doing Infusionsoft work, that, you know, marketing automation platform, like we were doing everything. And we noticed that we were doing, uh, we were onboarding people onto Infusionsoft, so like transitioning them from one tool onto Infusionsoft. That was one thing we did a lot. Um, webinar funnels, both live and evergreen was another thing we did a lot. And then, um, what, it was essentially like part of the transition, but like cleaning up someone's Infusionsoft, like mm-hmm. making sense of it. And so like we were doing a lot of different things, but like when we looked at, all right, what are the things that we're doing the most of? Like there was those three. And I was like, all right, well, where is the biggest opportunity? And like, what do we enjoy doing? Well, we hated doing the cleanup. So eliminated that. We don't want to offer that anymore. It's too time consuming. It's too unique. It's like, people come to us with a mess. Like, I don't want to be a cleaning crew. So like, that was just a, okay, well, I don't like it. So why offer it? So you could ask yourself, what do you, de- what do you deliver right now to your clients that you actually don't like doing that you're just doing because they either asked you to, and you said yes, or it fell in your lap or whatever, like eliminate that. Cause that's probably causing some of the stress. And then the, you know, transferring people to Infusionsoft, we still technically do if they want it, but it's not like a key thing, right? The first, real thing we packaged was 
we'll execute your webinar funnel for you, whether it's live or evergreen. And that was like our first like package that we would deliver, right? And then that package turned into a program, right? So it's like, oh, wait, we still delivered that thing one-on-one. It was very systematic how we delivered it. And that's when we realized, oh, well, we can actually have like five clients going through this exact same experience at the exact same time if we just change a couple things, right? And so like there's a progression that I think needs to happen for those of you that like maybe you're not sure what part of your service you would maybe narrow down on, like hopefully some food for thought to like think about like don't just pick it for picking its sake, right? Like you should know the ins and outs of that thing. You should enjoy it, eliminate the things that you don't like. Like that's all a part of this process. Like the worst thing is when you just pick the market and the solution because there's money to be made there, right? Like that's why there's so many Facebook ad agencies out there right now because it's people are suckers and want to be on Facebook ads. So like they'll pay anyone to do Facebook ads for them. Right. So that's it's like the new business. Up, opportunity. It? <laughs> yeah. It's a biz up. It, yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, it's easy to get into and, and there's no, uh, there's no badge of uh, qualification or, or anything like that. And anyone can put a sign on their door and, and just throw it up. And um, yeah, I think, I'm going to use something that I've, I've, I've heard from you say, it's kind of like, you've got to fall in love with the problem, not your solution. Yes. And I I know that I've heard that from you and maybe you heard it from me. I'm going to give you the kudos because I think at the heart of it, that's what a productized service needs to be around. And ultimately every service that is provided, because you have to fall in love with that and you have to actually enjoy fixing that problem. Yeah. The way that you can fix it, it can change. 100%. And I mean, that, that did come, I don't know if it came from somewhere else originally, but like that came from me because that was my own problem. Like before I got into what I was doing now, we were doing mobile marketing for retail companies. Cause that was like my background and uh, like text message marketing and all mobile websites and mobile apps and big brands that was who I was working with at the time, like were really interested in it because they had the big money to spend on like new and innovative things. But when I went on my own and I was doing that same thing for small retail businesses, they weren't innovating. Like they were just trying to figure it out. Right. So like I was so in love with mobile and like what it could do for the business, but like that they didn't see the problem that they had being solved by the solution that I had. So like, it was like, now I had to educate them on mobile, which took a really long time. Like I had to convince them to buy this thing. And like, I had to expose a problem, like a new problem. And then like connect this. It was just, it was so hard. Right. And it was more about me just trying to force this mobile thing down their throats when like they didn't see it that as a solution to their problem. And like, so that's where the whole, like, man, I was just so in love with mobile that like, that's what I was trying to sell where it was like, if I just talked to those retailers and been like, what is the problem? Like I probably could have found a, a, something that actually I could probably help them in a different way, but mobile wouldn't have been it. Right. And so that's where I realized like, man, I am just too into my own stuff that like I'm not plugged into what they actually need. And that's a key part of being a service provider, right? It's like, what do they need help with? Like, what is their problem? But that's also where we get into the, well, I can help anybody because like, if I know what their problem is as a service provider, I can solve it. Um, very so quickly, what, what, that'll bite you, in, bite you in the butt. 
what I, I've, I've wanted to ask you this. What problem do you love solving now? And what problem, is it the same problem that you can see yourself solving for the next 20 years? Uh, that's a great question. Unprepared for that question. <laughs> um, so I can't say if, I, so I, I think we solve essentially two problems, right? Um, the first one, and really I can be honest with you, like admitting this was really just a recent thing. Um, we help agency owners transition out of being an agency owner, Mm. like, and make that transition into selling like a consulting program, knowledge transformation, like a specific online one-to-many program. Like, so I'm not like, I can help an agency scale through automation and systems, blah, blah, blah. But the reason that most of the people come to us is because they don't want to keep doing it the way that they were doing it. So like, I'm the escape, right? Like I'm helping them transition out of the agency model that they are currently in into whatever you want to call it, the consulting model, the expert model, the info model, like that I can see myself solving for a long time because it's, it's amazing watching the transformation. And like, I get the, the fulfillment when like, I see someone like go from like making a little bit, hating them, hating their life to starting to see the wins coming from this new thing. Like, like the impact that I know that's going to have on their own family in their own community and how far that expands, like is just amazing. Cause like, I see how, how it's happened for me. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I think I can see myself solving that problem for, for a long time. That actually is more of the root, like the real pro, like the real thing that we're solving on the kind of more exterior, like I do enjoy sales funnels and automation, like, and systems because like from an automation perspective, like if you can, like we talked about, narrow down your deliverable and simplify uh, your avatar, like you can create a system that is mostly automated. It still needs people that will help you run your business without you Mm. like, and not be the bottleneck. And again, that's like another part of what I feel like we're doing is we're helping these service providers find the actual freedom in their business that they set out for by becoming an entrepreneur. Right. Mm. And enabling them to do so. And in order for us to do that, we need to teach them systems, how to make their business run like a machine, but a machine can't output a unique thing every time. Thus, we go back to the, well, let's package up their expertise mm-hmm. and help them become more of like a consultant or expert within their industry. And so like, it, we kind of fell on the expert part because we were doing the other thing. So it's like, we can do both, but like the, the melding of those two is, is really the problem that we solve. Um, so going from one-on-one custom projects to one-to-many, you know, scalable business model, um, for the agency owner that wants to not be the agency owner. That's us. Um, and it's, 20- it's, it's a, it's a new spin on a principled time tested problem that people have. It's kind of like, just listen to you speak. It's almost like, you know, this is, you're almost like the, the, the new generation, Michael Gerber and the E-Myth, that kind of sort of Sure. Thing. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love that book. It's like, 
you know, that's that's a problem that has been existing since he wrote that book, probably, what is it, 20 odd years ago or something? Yeah, yeah. I don't know when he wrote yeah. it, but yeah. what you're doing is taking the principles and actually sort of putting the modern twist on it with the automation, with the systems, uh, you know, and just doing it in, an, in a new and just using the technology that's there, but the problem hasn't fundamentally changed. Yeah, and I think like, while this isn't necessarily a problem, but it's something that I can see myself doing for a long time is like, in all of that, like those two things that we talked about, like the helping agency owners escape and then helping them leverage the systems and automation and technology to make their business run like a machine. Like part of the thing that I love about all of that is simplifying the complex. Like, mm. like I can do that forever. Hands down. Like if there's something complex, like I need to be able to figure out how to like take it apart to its simplest pieces and like dumb it down so that anybody can use it. Like I just find a lot of enjoyment there. So it's like, you know, maybe that brings me into other industries at some point. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean the, 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 the piece that, you know, you have to apply like the problem that when you look at the problem that you want to solve, you know, it's, and not falling in love with a solution, right? Like you still need to find the way that you want to deliver it, right? Because there's so many different ways. Like, I mean, I could deliver what we deliver just with an online course, but offer no coaching to supplement it. But like, I actually like coaching. So like, why would I exclude that? Like, will well, that- You started the business, yeah. you know, and, and it's your choice. You get to make exactly. the choice and, you know, you start a business because you, you, you want to do something that you wake up every, you know, every day passionate about and wanting to do. And you've got the choice to do whatever it is that you want. And so make it something that you, you know, you spring out of it. Yeah. And so did I actually answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll say you did. Um, because, yeah. Um, I do appreciate I put you right on the spot with that. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's perfect. I like, I like those questions. It's, I, I mean, it's, it's honestly something I've been thinking a lot about, you know, it's like, you know, we've been kind of making some, some updates and enhancements. And a lot of that, like when you go to make a change in your business, like you kind of need to kind of, even though it's super fuzzy, like look out really far and say like, all right, like where am I trying to go? And is this change I'm about to make gonna potentially help me get there faster or like put me in a more direct path? And sometimes it's kind of hard to tell. And that's why it's like, it's just taking one step at a time is super important. Like no matter what you're doing, even if you're unsure, it's like keep stepping forward, keep stepping forward and find out. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of a perfectly timed question. It's like something that <laughs> I'm like starting to journal more about of like, all right, like what, where do I want to be in, you know, the next 10, 20 years. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please help spread the word by telling a friend or simply subscribing and leaving an honest rating and review. It not only helps the show, but it also helps other business owners find the podcast so they too can start to catch more clients. So thanks for listening and see you next time.